This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Firminger. And today, I'm excited to tell you all about a documentary called Levi, Becoming Himself. And I'm excited because it's the kind of documentary that is going to change lives, maybe even save a few lives. Maybe you're the parent or family member or friend of a newly out trans person, and you don't have the vocabulary or the knowledge to be as supportive as you'd like to be. Maybe you're that newly out or not quite out trans person. You're in that place where someone else's story can be a lifeline. This is important because trans rights are a civil rights issue. They're a human rights issue. And we are at a moment of history where every trans story told and heard is an act of resistance and love. The CBC original documentary, Levi Becoming Himself, launches on CBC Gem on July 16th and premieres on CBC television in BC and Alberta on July 17th. The film explores the journey of Vancouver's Levi Naherny as he navigates his gender identity and transition with the support of his family. In 19, 19, Levi is already an LGBTQ2S advocate, leader, and spokesperson. Levi, who was assigned as female at birth, is an identical twin whose journey involves his twin sister, his parents, and community. As an adopted twin from a small fishing village in Vietnam, being adopted by a white family and growing up in North Vancouver, Levi and his sister, Kaylin, often felt like they didn't belong. Levi Becoming Himself gives viewers a personal look at what Levi's life and relationships were like growing up while navigating his gender identity, traveling to meet his birth mother, and finding his sense of belonging in a world he never felt like he could fully be himself in. The film is a love story of a family pulling together to support Levi as he grows up and grows into the person he knows he is. To help make up To help make others' transitions easier, Levi invites the country to watch his story of acceptance, discovery, and belonging. Mm -hmm. Levi Becoming Himself was written and directed by Shannon Kaplan. Today, I am delighted to welcome Shannon, as well as Levi himself, to talk about this life-changing film. Levi Naherny, Shannon Kaplan, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Levi, I mean, you're, it's, it's, your, it's your name in the title of the film. It's your story. Let's begin then with, with your decision to share your story with the world. What went into making that decision? Why did you want to tell your story in this way? Uh, well, so when I first came out 
like the first thing uh, before it came out the first thing that i did like as, uh, like as a little closeted trans kid was watch documentaries about other trans kids and mm. like watching stuff about jazz jennings and uh, i forgot what this, uh, this other guy's name was but his name was like uh thomas something who uh i remember being like quote unquote the first pregnant man which then i discovered mm. who was um who was transgender and then there was a bunch of other uh there was a trans love story at one point um between these uh, between these two people in the u.s that i again don't remember the name of but um i i looked up to the trans guy that, uh, that was there because he was really like he was one of the guys that i wanted to be and like he looked he was very muscular and he just had his top surgery and he had um, basically everything that I wanted, but I, uh, I was like this little closeted trans kid in North Vancouver living as an identical twin. So it wasn't really like, I didn't think it was an option for me for the longest time. And I just wanted to like, if I can help someone in the way that those people helped me and just like looking out and figure uh, looking at them and figuring out this is what I want. and that's good enough for me. Okay. So then this, let's bring Shannon into it then. Like Shannon, why did you want to tell Levi's story? You know, what was well, it about I, Levi's story and how did you meet, you know, cause I love a good, like how the documentarian, you know, finds, you know, the, the person whose story they're going to be telling, like, how did you find each other? Well, it is a good story, but I just want to respond to what Levi just said. And it's something that, it's a quote from Dina Davis that says, if you see it, you can be it. Mm. And I feel like um, I've worked in the area of film and television with underrepresented people, even myself being a female filmmaker. Um, if you see people on screen, like how Levi talked about seeing people on screen, it makes it possible. And so um, when I, I met Levi, essentially, I met him, I met his mother first, Lois, because she was sort of the spokesperson for him when he was a lot younger. And I was pitching a series about twins. Mm. And I was uh, looking at different kinds of twin stories. And I'm also quite interested in adoption. And so I came across an article about uh, Levi's trans experience when he was about 14, 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. Was it? Yeah. And uh, in the newspaper article, so I reached out to the journalist and I said, is there any way I could get these people's contact information? I'm really interested in pitching them uh, being part of this potential series. And she, the reporter said, just give Lois a call, no problem. And Lois answered right away and we talked. And we sort of just looked at different opportunities for funding for this series. We looked at also an adoption series. And, I, you know, I'd been connecting with a bunch of people, but nothing kind of fit for about four years. Mm. And then I ran into a colleague of mine and I pitched the story to them and with Josh, who's our producer. And he said, let me pitch it to CBC and C. And so this fit as a feature length film. I haven't done a feature on television. So it was a, a bigger project for me. And Levi was on board and we didn't even meet in person until we got the funding for this film. And we kind of hit it off, I think. Hey, Levi. And um, really we decided awkward. to tell his story. It was really awkward for me the first time you came over because I I was just like, okay, so a woman's coming over. I didn't know how much like uh, cameras was going to be in my face. And then she pulls out her cell phone and starts recording like me doing like small little things and like talking to my friends and stuff like that. And I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> 
Um, Levi, what for you then, what were some of your most memorable moments from, from making this film? Um, oh, I, uh, I think my favorite one, uh, my favorite moment out of all of it was just like being uh, like having, uh, like having the days to be set up, like to go filming and stuff. So I get excited the days that we would go film uh, like that. Uh, Shannon would come over and we'd go film because that meant I got to go out and I got to go and have fun and I got to see Josh and I got to see Shannon. I got to see like everyone and um, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun just filming it, even like with my family and we did like this little cooking thing, which was really fun as well, which was also one of my favorite scenes. Um, what? Uh, I uh, Yeah, just like spending time with my family and like Spending time with the crew was so much. It was so much fun, and I enjoyed that. I think. You know what? You you mentioned your family, um, who are also they are central to this film and central to this mm-hmm. story. Um, I I I've fallen in love with your parents, uh, <laughs> who seem who seem so like perfect in how they just react to everything, you know? And I, having watched um, also, you know, a lot, of, a lot of documentaries myself and also, you know, speaking with my friends who, who are, are trans and have shared their stories with me, you know, parents can make a, I mean, I'm a parent myself, like we make a lot of mistakes, you know? And like, even if there's, there's love, they might not know what to say or what to do or how to react, you know? So it, it was really wonderful just to see your parents being like, go, like having just the right instincts about everything so that everybody can get through unscathed and, and loving themselves, you know? And so I just, what kind of advice to, to parents or loved ones um, do you have, you know, of, of trans people, you know, who, who are worried about making mistakes and not being perfect in their reactions and well, interactions? Well, no, uh, I can surely say that my parents weren't always perfect with my translation. <laughs> right, okay. So it's n- not uncommon for people to make a mistake, especially if you're getting, if it's such a new thing to you. Like mm-hmm. if, you're, if your kid or someone that you know is just recently come out as trans and you're struggling with the pronouns or you're struggling with uh, saying that this is my son or this is my daughter instead of, you know, the opposite, mm. people make mistakes. And you just kind of have to like, you have to remember for the next time that like, okay, when uh, next time I'm referring to them, keep it in your mind that uh, like just, I have a son or a daughter and usually like just reminding yourself while talking about them is just, I have a son, I have, uh, I have a son, I have a son, I have a son, I have a daughter, I have a daughter, I have a daughter. Just repetitive is always a good idea, at least for me anyways. Um, I'm trying, like, I, I, if you have a friend that's like recently just come out as trans as well, just knowing that like you, accept them and like not showing any like passive aggressiveness when you tell them that you accept them like saying that like I, if you if you say that you accept them and like don't show that you've accepted them then that's not going to do anything right you can like words can say uh, words can say about a quarter of it the action that you do to, uh, to show that your support is going to say a lot yeah mm. 
Um, Shanna, I'm curious about what you, I mean, it's kind of a two-part question, but like, what did you learn from <laughs> Levi's parents? And what, what is like the, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from Levi? I've learned a lot. Um, I, I'm not a trans person and I have limited experience um, with trans people. I hope to have more. Um, for me, you know, I, my entry point to the film was my interest in how multidimensional his identity is mm. from like being adoption, from um, being a twin, um, gender identity, sexual identity, all those things. There's so many levels to it for someone so young to um, negotiate or navigate, right? Um, so I, I made mistakes too. I, I said a couple wrong terms and Lois, his mom corrected me and said, that's not the term. And I said, okay, thank you so much. So I think a lot of it is listening. Um, I also just tried to ask questions like, mm. like you did at the beginning of when we, when we met, like, how do you identify? What are your pronouns? I think it's okay to ask questions and, you know, trans people will educate you, but you also need to do the work yourself to educate yourself to be appropriate. And as Levi said, like, walk the talk. So if you say you accept someone, be open. Don't don't judge. You don't know what that person's going through. Yeah. And what I love about the film, too, is just Levi's personality, just as an individual, is incredibly compassionate and kind and sensitive. And that's why I really felt like he would be the perfect person to possibly change minds about people who are on the fence about how they feel about the trans experience. You're right. Um this film is premiering at a time when all over the world trans rights are under fire or they're non-existent. What role can a film like Levi Becoming Himself play in changing the conversation around the, the civil rights of, of trans people? Well, I think there will be quite a bit of discussion. Um, whether you like the film or you don't, it will stimulate discussion. And that's documentaries generally, or at least my goal in making films is either to change hearts or to change minds and warm hearts. Mm. Um, and that's the softest way that you can make an impact, but having a, a rigorous dialogue is also a way to, to change policy, change minds, um, keep the conversation out in the open. Yeah. What about you, Levi? What do you think about, about you know, how a film like your film you know, can, can help advance trans rights or, or change the conversation? Well, whether it's controversial or not to some people, it, it's going to be one of, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those films that are, it's going to be a really nice, it's going to be one of those bigger topics of being like, is this something that you accept or is this something that you don't accept? And I feel, my hope is that it's one of the documentaries that, you know, younger trans, like younger trans kids who aren't out, kind of show their parents and kind of like weasel it in and be like, "Hey, look at this," and kind of see like their reaction to the acceptance of me, so then they don't get hurt with that, with like getting backlash. And that's kind of something that I hope that can happen, so I can just help a kid out and make sure that they find out the, you know, how their parents would react. And, or how, how just anyone would react really to me. Yeah. yeah, Levi has really been focused on helping individuals in his life and in the film. Um, and I think by CBC taking this on, and it's not the first trans story they've 
they've green lit. But I think if you think about those parents who might be going, I don't know if this is a fad. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Um, having this film on CBC at Family Hour normalizes the trans experience, and normalizing it is the first step to having it being openly accepted. And it's not. Even, it shouldn't even be an issue. Yeah. Shannon, what kind of responsibility did you feel to Levi over the course of making this film? I really, really wanted to honor his voice and help navigate. I wanted his family to be part of it, but I really wanted to focus on him. And so tried to kind of protect our time together so that it was we're doing the things that he wanted to do and that nobody else was driving the narrative. I mean, I still had to direct. I had to organize the crew but I really wanted to have his voice be his voice. Um, and I wanted to get closer to him just as an individual to have that relationship. And I do feel very protective of him. I guess I'm also a mom, I have kids of similar ages. And so um, I feel like we're more friends, but I, there's a mom instinct in me for everyone in my life to like make sure that he's protected. And, um, and I wanted to celebrate just his, like amazing success. Like there was a struggle, but he's done so well and he's in such a great place. And I'm really, really happy that we waited until Levi was 18 to connect, that he was an adult making his own decisions. And so um, I think perseverance in this case was great just to stay on top of the story, stay in touch, but pull the trigger at the right time. Yeah. Well, I am hoping that the two of you will collaborate down the road. I want to see like a five or 10 year follow up you know, just because I because now I just like I'm rooting for Levi. I want to see yeah. what's going to happen <laughs> for you next. So Levi, where would you like to be during like a, a five year follow up? Where do you expect to be? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. <laughs> um, I, I like to play things day by day. Whatever happens, happens to me. The biggest plan that I have I think in the upcoming years we'll be moving to Montreal mm. uh, for a little bit uh, with um, want, uh, to go and like live with my best friend for a, uh, for a year or maybe more, depending on how much I like it. But I do like it in Vancouver, so I'm not sure if I'm ready to leave my home permanently. But you know, whatever happens, happens, and if I want to stay there, I'll stay there. Well, I look forward to the what I'm hoping is the eventual follow up. Thank you both so much for being here today. Uh, thank you for um, for telling your story, Levi and, and Shannon, for helping to, for making it happen. Uh, where can people watch the film? Because I'm eager for everybody to watch the film. Uh, well, so it's gonna be on um, the CBC website, again, on the 16th. I'm not sure what time it's gonna be posted. Um, and then on the 17th, it'll be on TV um, at 7 p.m. Awesome. And will you, I don't know, are you, are you, I was going to say, are you on social media? I saw in the film that you're on <laughs> social media. That was a huge part of it. That was one of the storytelling devices that yeah. I really loved about it. Um, will you be, will you be doing some live tweeting or live I talking? Is that a thing that people do? I don't know. I, I'm too I old. I don't have Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I, um, I do have Instagram and I do have TikTok that um, I try to go up on as much as possible. I just moved out of my parents' place. So 
I'm kind of like <laughs> everything everything is like all over the place right now so I haven't been posting as much as I'd like to but um, I try to keep people update uh, updated on my Instagram mainly and um, I haven't told anyone on my TikTok yet but I will be probably in the upcoming week. When, okay. Uh, and so what are your handles then if people want to want to follow uh, you? People want to follow me. My handles for both my Instagram and my TikTok are midnight underscore insane. Okay. And yeah. what about you, Shannon? Where can people find um, you, follow you, celebrate you? We have made a page for Levi Becoming Himself on Facebook. Um, okay, I'm on all the major social media, but not TikTok and not Snapchat because that's my children's domain and Levi's yes. domain. So I'll let him take over that section. I'll take over the old lady stuff. Thank you so much for your time today and also for making this film. Uh, I, I should add it. I watched it uh, with my 10-year-old daughter. And oh, um, yeah. what's, so, what's so cool... Uh, is that she watches it and there's a sense of recognition. Like she's like, oh yeah, like we, we have like, I, I, well, you know, my friend is trans and my other friend is non-binary and, you know, and like, so for, for her, she's 10, like for her generation, you know, it's. No like big she, deal, right? It, well, it's, it's not a big deal, but also she is there with the language and she's ready to, mm -hmm. you know, um, put her allyship to you know and that's what test, I, so. that's what i really like about like the younger generation a lot of people um who are who were a bit older than me or like a bit younger than me um or my age even um would plan years ahead of when they wanted to have kids and stuff like that and it's like i'm gonna raise my kids gender neutral and they're gonna do this and that, and we're gonna make sure that they don't need to have a pressure to feel gender or anything like that. And in some levels, I do agree with that, but other ways, I'm just like, let the kid just grow up being the kid that they want, like, want to be. Don't force them to be a gender neutral. Don't force them, you don't need to force them to be feminine. You don't need to force them to be masculine. Just like, go on and see what they what they like and that's how they need to figure themselves out and that's having uh having support like that with that kid is going to help them support other people in my opinion thank you both <laughs> levi naherney and shannon kaplan for for being with us today on the yvr screen scene podcast thank you, thank you so sabrina to our listeners please like subscribe leave us a review if you are so inclined they help us find even more listeners and we can keep the conversation going you can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com you can follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram at yvrscreenscene the yvr screen scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me sabrina mm -hmm. ronnie Furminger, and it's edited by simon Furminger. special thanks to mariana Furminger for recording our patreon ad to Paul Furminger for technical support, and to Dane, not Furminger, Davile, for the original music. <laughs> Wavir Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the Fish Flight. 
In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North, before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver. And Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com.